Point out the colors in you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, loyal podcast listeners. This is your host, Michael Smalley, wanting to remind you, check out smalleyinstitute.com because you can go there and sign up today for free to the number one reason relationships fail online course. When you sign up, you will start learning immediately exactly why relationships get in trouble, whether it's marriage, parenting, friendships, business, doesn't matter because all relationships get stuck in a universal pattern, and when you don't know it, you fail. So sign up today at smalleyinstitute.com for the number one reason relationships fail online course. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Swan. Today is day 22 of the 28 statements from Jesus that will transform your relationship 22 days in a row. Never did I think. I'm telling you, if you're listening to this maybe for the first time, and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus, this is proof that he exists because, yeah, um, I am not what you would call a consistent person. So the fact that this is day 22 does not, honestly, does not make me excited about myself because I know this ain't me. This is Christ, and he transforms you. He changes you. So I hope that you all have enjoyed this so far, and I hope that you go through it all the way. And a little secret, this entire time, I have actually been creating a totally free online course titled The 28 Statements from Jesus That Will Transform Your Relationship. So when I am done with this series, you will have access and you'll be able to sign up totally free and you can go back through it whenever you want. It'll have all the notes. It'll have all the audio. It'll have everything. So hopefully you can look forward to that and you can share that with others that you think might need some Jesus in their lives to transform stuff. So day 22, I am calling Claim Your Birthright Now. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Oh, how many of you need that in your relationship? Huh? Feeling burdened? Feeling overwhelmed? Feeling like things are never going to get better? Peace? 
is the birthright of every believer in all circumstances. So no matter what you're doing, no matter what's going on, no matter how hectic it feels, peace is your very birthright if you're in Christ. So if you believe in him, it is found only in God and is maintained through having a close relationship with him. That's why these 28 days are so important to maybe get you kick-started into that daily relationship with Jesus because that's the outcome. The point here is to find peace and, and rest in Christ before ever trying to obey his commands. We know that his love language is to obey him, but the best thing about Jesus, it's ridiculous, is if you just trust him, and you find peace in him, and you rest in him, and you you put this thing that he has called you to do, Jesus is saying, I'm going to help you do it. Because if you don't, if you don't run to him, when you're in trouble, and when your relationship, or that kid, or that spouse, and you don't go sprinting to Christ, you're in trouble. Otherwise, Law or keeping his commands becomes a terrible bondage. Many of the people whom Jesus addresses are weary in this statement and they're burdened precisely because of their efforts to keep the law. You can look at Acts 15.10. Jesus grants rest to his people by giving them his law. In fact, the subject of the very next passage is that God revealed the fourth commandment to grant rest. It's the meaning of the word Sabbath. Jesus' yoke that he talks about is easy. It does not overwhelm. I found this illustration that honestly I started sobbing over, and it might be because I have a precious niece currently at MD Anderson, so... Uh, obviously, that would have a lot to do with it. But her mother, so my niece is 19 and has a very intense um, blood disorder right now. They thought was leukemia, but it is not. It's anemia, and I can't pronounce the first word of it. I am telling you both of their spirits during this time have been overwhelming. I mean, yeah, it's been otherworldly. Especially her mother. Good gracious. Lori has, okay, so she's been in the hospital, sleeping there all day with her daughter for a long time. And every single morning, Lori texts my wife and I and others a encouraging kind of morning devotional she puts together from readings or songs and prayers and verses. And it, I mean, I literally thought she was copying this from somebody. And I was like, where are you getting all these? These are unbelievable. She's like, oh, I'm just putting them together every single morning. She is spending her time putting that stuff together, trusting in him, 
and then blessing other people? Come on. That's a Jesus thing. And they're amazing. I kind of want to do something really cool with them. But anyways, Douglas Maurer, age 15, from Missouri, had been feeling bad for several days. His temperature was ranging between 103 and 105 degrees. And he was suffering from severe flu-like symptoms. So finally, you know, mom's like, all right, what's going on? So she took him to the hospital in St. Louis, and Douglas Maurer was diagnosed as having leukemia. And the doctors, and, you know, many times doctors are brilliant, wonderful people, but they can oftentimes be a little maybe too blunt, uh, and it can sound discouraging. And, you know, these doctors told him in complete frank terms about his disease, and they said that for the next three years, he would have to undergo chemotherapy. They didn't sugarcoat the side effects. They told Douglas he would go bald and that his body would most likely bloat. And upon learning this, Douglas, this poor kid, 15 years old, goes into this deep depression. So his aunt, wanting to help, probably not knowing what to do, his aunt calls a floral shop to send Douglas an arrangement of flowers. She told the clerk, that it was for her teenage nephew who has leukemia. When the flowers arrived at the hospital, you know, it's this gorgeous arrangement. So Douglas gets it. It's like, wow, you know, and he reads the card from his aunt, but then he notices there's a second card. And it's the second card that's going to get you. It said, Douglas, I took your order. I work at Bricks Florist. I had leukemia when I was seven years old. I'm 22 years old now. Good luck. My heart goes out to you. Sincere, sincerely, Laura Bradley. And at reading this, Douglas's face lights up. And he just kind of cries out, oh, like, what? I can make it. She made it. I can make it. And what's crazy is Douglas Maurer was in a hospital filled with millions of dollars of the most sophisticated medical equipment. He was being treated by expert doctors and nurses with medical training, totally, you know, probably totaling in the hundreds of years. But it was a sales clerk in a flower shop, a woman making 170 bucks a week, who by taking the time to care and by willing to go with what her heart told her to do, gave Douglas hope and the will to carry on. The story was from Bob Green, from one sufferer to another that appeared in the Chicago Tribune. That's what Jesus does, people. He pulls stuff out of the hat. He makes it happen. The effects, the effects of trusting him, the effects of peace for the believer are forgiveness. So 
the kind of peace that God that, that God's going to give you and that leads to peace is forgiveness. Acts 760, he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. This was Stephen, the martyr, who got stoned to death when confronted, you know, when he confronted the Jewish leaders. And they lost their minds. And his final words are, Lord, don't charge them with this. That's a Jesus thing. That is forgiveness. Romans 12, 17 through 19. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. So that peace is that you're able to give it over. The effects of peace for the believers is encouragement. Philippians 4, 11, and 13 not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You get encouragement. You know you can make it. The effects of peace for the believer are health and healing. Proverbs 14.30, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones, and medical research has proven that our internal lives, the things going on inside, matter in our health. Isaiah 57, 18 and 19, I have seen what they do, but I will heal them anyway. I will lead them. I will comfort those who mourn, bringing words of peace to their lips. May they have abundant peace, both near and far, says the Lord. The results of peace for the believer are security. Oh, security. How could that do for your relationship? Proverbs 133, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Romans 8, 35 through 39. I actually read a big chunk of this for our sermon on Sunday. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing, nothing, everybody, nothing, no relational difficulty, nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What? That is security, folks. 
and you also get hope. I'm telling you, hope in my life, I just believe that it works out. And I often say goofy things like, listen, follow Christ, and you can't lose because ultimately we get the gift of death. And I mean it. Death for the follower of Jesus is freedom. So I always have hope. Romans 15, 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 1 through 5, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Christ Jesus our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, relationship difficulties, I added that. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And what does endurance do? It develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And it's this hope. This hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. How does Jesus want you to treat others? When things go bad, run to him. It's your only hope. Remember what I just read. Remember what you get when you run to Jesus. When you run to Jesus, when you cry out to the, to him in your struggle, you're, you're going to receive forgiveness. You're going to receive encouragement. You're going to receive health and healing. You're going to receive security. You're going to receive hope. What if your relationship had all of these things? How would it be different? Do these things sound miserable? Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.